0: Will Democrat Robert Menendez of New Jersey become the first sitting senator in nine years to become a felon? It will be up to a jury of six women and six men in Newark, New Jersey. Menendez is charged with corruption and bribery for doing political favors for a doctor in exchange for hundreds of thousands of dollars in campaign contributions, lavish vacations, and other gifts. The doctor is being tried with Menendez, his longtime friend. Following his indictment in April of 2015, the senator has repeatedly maintained that he will be exonerated.
2: I'm angry because prosecutors at the Justice Department don't know the difference between friendship and corruption and have chosen to twist my duties as a senator and my friendship into something that is improper. They are dead wrong, and I am confident that they will be proven so.
0: The political stakes of the trial are high, with the potential loss of a Senate seat for the Democrats. Our guests are Robert Mintz, the head of the White Collar and Political Corruptions Unit at McCarter and & English, and a former federal prosecutor, and Robert Heim of Meyers Heim, a former assistant regional director of the SEC. Bob Mintz, since I see we have two Bobs today, we'll have to go by both names. Bob Mintz, tell us about the prosecution's case against Hernandez.
1: Sure, June. Uh, the prosecution's case uh, includes 18 counts, which are uh, charges of conspiracy, bribery, theft of honest services, which is essentially depriving constituents uh, of your um, the honest uh, services as a elected public official, violating the Travel Act, which is uh, prohibiting traveling interstate or foreign travel in connection with committing certain criminal acts, which in this case is, is bribery. But what the heart of the case really is about is this long-running friendship between Senator Menendez and Dr. Salomon Melgan, who uh, was an ophthalmologist in Florida and who contributed considerably to Senator Menendez's campaign, lavished gifts upon him, including expensive hotels, uh, trips to the Dominican Republic— And then, linked to that, according to prosecutors, were various official acts which Senator Menendez uh, uh, bestowed upon Dr. Melgan in exchange for those gifts. And those had to do with a number of disputes that Dr. Melgan was involved with, one involving uh, millions of dollars for Medicare claims. He was an ophthalmologist and had a multi million dollar Medicare claim with the federal government. He also had a $500 million contract dispute with the Dominican Republic. And uh, the the smaller issue, but one that that no doubt will be brought up at the trial because there's a salacious element to it, was uh, the allegation that Senator Menendez assisted with visa applications for Dr. Melgan's girlfriends. Bob
2: Heim, there's really not a lot of dispute. It doesn't appear about the facts of the case in terms of whether Senator Menendez did a lot of these things uh, for the doctor. What's his defense?
3: Yes, that's a very good point. There really is not a lot of factual uh, disputes between the parties, and the senator's defense is essentially that he was acting as as a friend towards the doctor, and that what he was doing in terms of the, the favors and other types of things did not rise to the level of what is called an official act. We have a uh, well known Supreme Court case that came out last year that involved the Governor of virginia uh, Robert mc mcdonald and what he what that case had held was that it's really not enough to sustain a bribery conviction against a public official if they're merely offering courtesies or uh, doing things such as uh, setting up meetings or hosting events that more is required and Senator um, menendez's arguments have always been that essentially the actions that he performed were not official acts, they were just essentially courtesies and other things that don't rise to the level of an official act for purposes of the bribery statute.
0: Bob Mintz, is it even clear at this point what an official act is and what prosecutors have to prove?
1: No, that has been uh, muddied up quite a bit by the decision uh, that Bob just mentioned, the McDonald case. Uh, In that case, the governor had set up meetings for a constituent, uh, as an example, and that was held by the Supreme Court to not be an official act for purposes of uh, federal bribery charges. I think what happened there was the Supreme Court was worried that federal prosecutors were criminalizing routine political conduct, where politicians are in fact supposed to assist their constituents and set up meetings and help resolve issues. And I think we're going to see the Menendez defense feed right into that narrative where they're going to say that the benefits that he provided to Dr. Melgan were simply assisting him in dealing with federal agencies and that they were routine constituent services that were not tied to any of the payments he received. They're also going to point out to the fact that the decisions ultimately on what to do for all of these issues, whether it was the large Medicare claim or the dispute with the Dominican Republic, were not decisions were ultimately made by Senator Menendez himself.
0: We're talking about the upcoming trial of Democratic Senator Robert Menendez of New Jersey on charges of corruption and bribery with Robert Mintz, a partner at McCarter in English, and Robert Heim, a partner at Myers and Heim. Bob Mintz, a lot of what's been alleged, as we mentioned, is factual and won't be disputed by the defense attorneys. But how does the government go about proving that there was a bribe that took place and that both men had an agreement as to what that would mean without having a cooperator or emails or something other than circumstantial evidence?
1: That's a great question because I think prosecutors were hoping to have that insider in the form of Dr. Melgan. Dr. Melgan was recently prosecuted and convicted in the Southern District of Florida last April to uh, charges unrelated to this and is now facing a lengthy time in prison. He has yet to be sentenced on that. Prosecutors were no doubt hoping that that would convince him to cooperate in this investigation and testify against Senator Menendez, but that has not happened. So they're left with a circumstantial case, as you say, where they have to show that the gifts that were given were given with the intent to affect these official acts. And it's really a case of asking the jury to get inside the head of Senator Menendez and determine exactly what his intent was. And it really boils down to the question of where does friendship end and corruption begin? Was this done out of friendship, or was this really a relationship that was driven by campaign contributions and lavish gifts in exchange for the official acts that Senator Menendez is charged with having done on Dr. Melgán's behalf?
2: Well, Bob Heim, given the 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 issues we're talking about here on, on proving what an official act is and the difference between your official course of action, your unofficial course of action, how how good a chance does the government have of actually convicting Senator Menendez here?
3: Well, it's an interesting question because uh, Judge William Walls, who is overseeing the trial, has actually reserved uh, his decision. Uh, Senator Menendez's attorneys filed a motion to dismiss the uh, superseding indictment as a result of that Supreme Court decision. And the judge in Senator Menendez's case has, um, has not ruled on that. And he said that he will rule on it after the government has a chance to present all its evidence. And when it comes time for the decision, there's certain acts that are very clearly constitute official acts, and these would be things like selling your vote um, or something of that nature, threatening to hold a a committee hearing. Um, But beyond that, it becomes quite murky in terms of what will satisfy the standard. One of the items the government has in its superseding indictment is a charge that Senator Menendez threatened to hold hearings um, if he didn't get his way with respect to the pressure he was uh placing on various agencies with regards to Dr um, Melkin and we'll have to see if the government's evidence uh, bears out the charges that it laid out in the in the indictment <laughs>
0: Bob Mintz, a jury of six women and six men, was chosen from a wide range of professions, from a Moody's employee who helps rate debt on foreign countries to a mail carrier. What would you be looking for as a prosecutor in this case, and what would you be looking for as a defense attorney in a juror?
1: Well, I think uh, prosecutors are going to be looking for a law and order Type juror, somebody who tends to see things as right or wrong, uh, black and white, um, You know, perhaps someone with a military background, uh, certainly people in law enforcement, uh, but that general type of background. The defense is going to be looking for uh, people who they hope will look past some of these allegations, which uh, will undoubtedly paint. Um, Senator Menendez, in, in somewhat of an unflattering light, these, these lavish gifts and hotel stays and that sort of thing, could look beyond that and, and look at him, at his friendship with Dr. Milligan, which undoubtedly was a friendship that lasted 20 years, and, and be uh, receptive to the argument that this was simply uh, a friendship that was unrelated to the official acts that, that Senator Menendez took on his behalf. Bob
2: Heim, are we dealing here with another situation where we might have a jury that thinks, you know, yeah, official acts, whatever, this is a, he shouldn't have done this kind of stuff. He was really doing favors. He's a senator. This is bribery. And Menendez actually has a better chance on appeal than a a trial?
3: I think that's a very fair uh, statement. I think with your average uh, juror, when they hear about these uh, kind of seedy allegations and there's a tendency To just uh, say that the whole thing looks uh, wrong, looks uh, corrupt, and vote to uh, convict, Uh, what we're talking about here uh, on this panel are some very nuanced legal issues in terms of what constitutes an official act and Supreme Court precedent, and very often those types of uh, detailed legal issues are better addressed at the Court of Appeals or perhaps even uh, with the district court judge um, once he considers the defendant's, uh, uh, Robert Menendez's, motion to dismiss the indictment.
0: Well, Bob, I'll ask that question in a different way. Would you rather be on, as far as winning, would you rather be the prosecutor or the defense attorney in this case?
3: it's very hard to say at this point because the government has not put in all of its evidence. I'd say the, the indictment lays out a fairly strong case, especially on the one point where they allege that Senator Menendez threatened to hold uh, committee hearings if he didn't get his way. I think if the prosecutors can prove that point, that's going to be um, a very a good one and a hard one to uh, assert by the defense that that does not constitute an official action.
0: Thank you both for being on Bloomberg Law. That's Robert Heim, a partner at Myers and & Heim, and Robert Mintz, a partner at McCarter & English. Just also want to mention in this case that Menendez's very high-profile defense attorney, Abby Lowell, successfully defended U.S. Senator John Edwards, who was accused of violating campaign finance laws, uh, convincing jurors that donors put up money out of personal friendship. And there's a possibility that Lowell may be using that in this case as well. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, Europe's method rules haven't even kicked in yet, but the problems are apparent from every direction what the SEC is doing to prepare. You're listening to Bloomberg Law. I'm June Grosso with Michael Best and Greg Store. This is Bloomberg. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through.